0: It's time for School, raw School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. We should, we the public, should have the transparency as well, so be very careful when you're saying there should be transparency. Transparency to who?
1: You know how I feel. What's that? Get out of my kitchen.
0: I agreed. Get out of my kitchen. Just make me a song, but make sure the person's paid. That's That's what I believe, too. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. To my immediate right, you are...
1: I am Tammy Burns.
0: Yes, you are. And this uh, topic today, I ask myself, is anyone really going to care about this? Do you care about this at all? We're going to be talking about copyright. Mm -hmm. Do you care... Whether a musical artist is paid correctly on the songs that they perform, do you care that radio stations are paying more money to the artists? I wonder about this because I hear about people that, you know, I don't even listen to radio anymore. I don't even listen to Pandora anymore. I just download songs onto my phone and I listen to them. So, again, I wonder... Does anyone even care about this? I Do care. you? Yeah. Do you really? Mm-hmm.
1: And because I don't want artists to, uh, what's a better way to say it, get screwed out of their money.
0: Yeah, because when an artist goes into music, it's not that they're anymore going to become these rich people that are living on top of a hill driving 15 cars, as was said in Rockstar. Uh, I just, I think. At the moment, it's the concept of I want to make a living Mm -hmm. doing this. It's not something I want to do on the weekends. And the idea of copyright has got to come into play. Copyright is really an antiquated thing, and it became antiquated very quickly right around the time Napster came out. And the world of digital took over and began to run rampant through the idea of music. Well, why? Well, because beforehand, music was always a thing. It was a reel-to-reel tape. It was a record. It was a piece of sheet music. It was something that you really couldn't copy with any ease. If you wanted to copy a record... You had to put it on a cassette, and then you had to duplicate it with some difficulty. Yeah, now,
1: mail I, it in to the U.S. through the U.S. Post Office, register it, the whole thing, and right, have or, it,
0: you know? right. Or if you wanted to copy it for your friends, it took you a while to do it. You couldn't make a thousand copies in what about twelve seconds? Mm-hmm. Let's say I have a thousand people on my email list.
1: Mm. I
0: can take a song, yeah, put it on my email list. You know, MP3, right? And go, hey everybody, here's a song, bango.
1: Yes, you can.
0: Right, and it has been multiplied a thousand times. Mm-hmm. So, this idea of copyright, this idea of ownership is so antiquated it's it's been around for a hundred years or if you really want to be picky it's been around since the 1700s at least as an idea since the printing press began the i the concept of owning an idea and we're going to talk about what happened with the the copyright office copyright.gov the the united states copyright people mm-hmm back in february of this uh, this year they decided to put out a 245 page paper that suggested sweeping copyright changes specifically to music attempting to bring themselves into the 20 20- first 22nd century right and i'm going to tell you what this thing proposed oh because
1: you read it all right
0: most of it you did i'm an academic this is what i do Go
1: figure so
0: i'm going to tell you what it says i'm going to tell you if it's worthwhile and i'm going to tell you if it actually helps the people but again i ask the question does anyone even care about this
1: of course they do it's about owning something owning a thought owning a song
0: but you are not owning it the people are owning it just shut up and give me my music Mm. i wonder about that it's bob seeger rock and roll never forgets you're on rock school There's Box Seeger here on yeah, Rock School. In
1: Bob Seger, I don't, I don't really understand why you're choosing the music you're choosing. Why the
0: playlist? Yeah, there's no real playlist that goes along with copyright. If you go in and you search songs that deal with copyright, they don't really exist. (laughs)
1: They avoid it.
0: They avoid it completely. Well, I just needed a set of songs that dealt with music. Okay. So rock and roll never forgets. The next song I'm going to play is by Steppenwolf, Mm -hmm. and you'll hear it when you listen to it. You know, so you know, I needed to pick a playlist so when you hear magic carpet ride coming up next it talks about music okay so i needed something to talk
1: about. i'm here for the ride
0: okay again the u.s copyright office released a 245 page report suggesting sweeping overhauls of the entire system to deal with this new world of digital it has to do with duplication they can say whatever you know this that the other thing but it's duplication Oh if,
1: yeah, I would see. I can see that sure. with your email. If hands.
0: I it's not just email, if I want, I can take a song and I can duplicate it ten thousand times in a heartbeat online. Oh I mean I'm fifty years old and I know how to do it. Yeah. You can imagine what a sixteen year old with a Macintosh knows what oh. to do. It's absurd. And and I think it all began with Napster. Imagine Metallica's—you know—would pick a pick a song, Master mm-hmm. of Puppets. Yeah. Metallica needs to sell, and this is what really bothers me about the thing. You know, you people look at Metallica. You're already rich enough. You know, you'll make your money playing live, right, that kind of right. stuff. But they do have to make a living. I'm sorry that they're rich.
1: They employ a lot of people. They also. do,
0: and don't you want to be rich as well? I'm sorry that they're rich, but. Just because the rich does not give you the ability to take their music and do with it as you please and give it to 9,000 of your friends. Let's say you have 1,500 friends on Facebook. All you need to do is post the song on Facebook and 1,500 people now have the song. Wow. The proliferation of distribution is absurd. So copyright has to keep up with this.
1: I don't know how it's going to. I can't even I can't even imagine how they're gonna do this.
0: Well the, here are some suggestions. Now this this white paper that they created, and a white paper is basically the the concept of here are some suggestions we have, a governmental white paper. This is the first, and there are many of them. Here's the first one. The creation of a performance royalty that would pay artists and record labels when their songs are played on traditional radio. On internet radio, the person who sings the song, for the sake of argument, Van Halen sings the song, Beautiful Girls, Uh Van Halen themselves are the... Uh, artists that wrote the song so they get money the fact that they wrote the song but they don't get any money for the fact that they are playing the song on traditional radio now on internet radio they do get money for the fact that they are performing the song think of a song that somebody else wrote But, you know, somebody else performing it. For example, the Bangles, Manic Monday. Mm -hmm. They didn't write Manic Monday. Prince did. So when the song Manic Monday is played on the radio, the Bangles don't receive any money for it. But on internet radio, they do receive money for that. Okay. What this white paper wants to do from the copyright office is to eliminate that sort of loophole. So that when things are played on the radio, the performer receives money. It would be sort of a mechanical royalty. Okay, why were they never given any money? Well, broadcasters argued successfully that artists benefited from free publicity. And before digital,
1: they did, yeah. Right, there was some
0: argument to that. It made sense because artists had two streams of money sales of music and live. Well, the sales of music are dead, Mm -hmm. so that doesn't work anymore. So I think what's going to happen is radio, traditional radio, what they call terrestrial radio, is going to have to bite the proverbial bullet. I don't know where in Proverbs a bullet is mentioned, but the proverbial bullet and pay these performance rights.
1: But to traditional radio isn't like what it used to be either right people
0: aren't listening as much i mean
1: who's listening and where are these uh radio stations
0: what what traditional radio what terrestrial radio is going to have to do is morph into these internet radio stations Wow. Yeah, that's what's going to have to happen. So, but the people at copyright.gov, the people of the uh, United States Copyright Office, are trying to keep up. And that's what this thing says. That's a good one in my mind. There are some that I'm going to talk about that are absolute just. You know, yeah. snail crap in the middle of the road. I
1: was going to ask you: Is the government sure. doing a good thing?
0: You know, that's the good thing about government. Thank God they're incompetent, because if <laughs> they could do what they wanted to do, it would be horrible. Oh, yeah.
1: No, All right. No. Here's that
0: Steppenwolf song I talked about: "Magic Carpet Ride on Rock School." <laughs> Is this stuff making sense because this is far less a radio show than it is a an in-class lecture?
1: You know, you're taking me to school. Uh, I'm going to have to ask some questions.
0: Okay, well... The second thing that I pulled out of this 245-page document from the U.S. Copyright Office was that there's going to be, or at least they're suggesting, an elimination of the copyright loophole that cuts artists and labels out of royalty payments for songs recorded before 1972. How about that?
1: 1972?
0: Well, here's the thing. This is a very hard one to explain. Before 1972... That's kind of when copyright protection began for a lot of recorded music. You got to remember beforehand, there really wasn't a tremendous amount of recorded music protection because copyright was written for sheet music. Okay. So when the government got around to saying, okay, we'll protect it, it was 1972.
1: That took a while.
0: Now the question was, okay, what do we do with all these songs previous? Right, right. Right. I have no idea why they didn't protect the songs previous, but my assumption is they felt, this is just my assumption, this is Joe's opinion. My assumption is that if they said, okay, all previous songs are now connected, Mm -hmm. they would have opened up a wormhole to lawsuits. Mm -hmm. So a song written in 1971 could have asked for back royalties yeah. and that would have meant god knows how many years of royalties and who would they have gone to
1: but the folks in 1972 were asking probably for back royalties yeah
0: no they couldn't have because it was done in 72
1: okay so the people after 72 could
0: they could have sure but their royalties started this was done in 72 gotcha, gotcha. so if you had a song written in 65 yeah What would you have done? Who would you have asked for? So in 65, you had 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71. What would you have done? Mm. Would you have gone to ASCAP and BMI and sued them for all those years? That's my opinion, but I don't know. This also extended to internet radio, i.e. songs that were played pre-1972 were being played on say, Pandora, also were being played on satellite radio without giving the artists a penny. Ugh. Now, the Turtles uh-huh. sued satellite radio, Sirius XM, and said, no, 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 you don't get to do this because you aren't technically playing the songs. You are moving them between servers. Thus, you are copying the songs. That's not playing them.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: The Turtles, however, won this, but a higher court judge balked and shot it down, saying the ruling wasn't binding. Now, it could go higher than that. It could very well go all the way to the Supreme Court, but I don't think the Supreme Court will hear it because now there is this 250-page report from the U.S. Government Copyright Office that's attempting to close that 1972 concern. So will this go through i don't know there's a federal copyright law that the copyright office is attempting to close if they close it does that mean every song that was recorded in 1971 and back can sue for back royalties are they opening a pandora's box
1: boy it sounds like it i don't
0: know they'll have to be very very concerned about how they write it. Wow. Because there could be lawsuits galore. It's the Turtles. You know she'd rather be with me right here in Rock School. All right, coming into the first break, that is uh, the Turtles. You know she'd rather be with me. You had mm-hmm. a question you wanted to yeah. ask me. Sure.
1: Yeah, you were talking about uh, federal regulations.
0: That's what the U.S. Government Copyright Office is. It's federal. Okay, yes.
1: so with that being said, a two-part question. Are there also state and local regulations? Yes. And are some states stronger than others in those regulations?
0: Yes, But the federal wins always, So the state and the
1: local doesn't matter then?
0: Depends on how you're going to bring the lawsuit. We ran into this all the time. I used to be the president of the faculty senate here at Southeastern Louisiana University.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you. We would always deal with this problem, and it's the same way with law in terms of um, a, a, a local law, like a city law, then a state law, and then a federal law. The state law can make as many laws as it wants. Let's say the federal law says you can't have heroin. You can't sort of sell heroin on the street. Mm-hmm. Well, the city comes along and says, well, that's fine. We're going to allow black tar heroin on the streets all we want. Yeah, You can't do that. The federal law will always win. That's the thing. The federal law must allow it to occur the the uh, same-sex marriage, mm-hmm. you could, as a state, there was no federal law on same-sex marriage. You could, as a state, make the decision whether you wanted same-sex marriage. And then, I don't know, what was it, three months ago, four months ago, the um, Supreme Court made the decision that same-sex marriage was the law of the land. Now it's federal, it goes to all 50 states. Right. Which is why this 1972 law... Is not federal. You're allowed to make the statement if you want, say in Louisiana, that radio stations must pay before 1972. If you want, no one's done it yet that I know of. I couldn't find anything, nor do I, you know, really care to search. All the stations that I worked at never paid beforehand. We never paid anything. Right. We pay ASCAP BMI. Mm-hmm. And never worried about what the year was because it was ASCAP and BMI, the two licensing firms, that dealt with that after us.
1: Exactly. They were paying everything, right? Right.
0: If this becomes a federal law, then they'll deal with that. Gotcha. Fun, huh? Radio Universidad, Salamanca, Spain, thank you for running the radio show.
1: How about KSCL in Shreveport?
0: Wonderful place. Back in a minute on Rock School. Coming out of the break, let's get to the bottom of the hour here. The U.S. Copyright Office also states in this 250-plus page document that they want to establish transparency in all direct deals.
1: Oh, I love that word.
0: Now, that's the concept of everything will be wide open. I did a a large speech on whether streaming was the future of radio, Mm -hmm. future of music, actually. Yep. And... I couldn't tell people what the percentages of payment was between Pandora and the artist because it was all proprietary. I think, this is just my opinion because it's not written in the document, I think what they mean is transparency between, say, Pandora and the artist or Pandora and the publishing company. However, I'll make you a bet. I will bet you my shoes. I will bet you my fine collection of hats. That there will be lawsuits
1: uh-huh. by
0: listeners, by users. Yeah, that the transparency should extend to end users oh
1: my gosh
0: i.e. listeners
1: i.e. none of your business
0: agreed none of your business but i'll make you a bet people because of the internet and because we should know everything immediately
1: oh my gosh
0: i will bet you that people will bring lawsuits against pandora they will bring lawsuits against whomever the streaming service is that we should we the public right. should have the transparency as well so be very careful when you're saying there should be transparency transparency to who
1: you know how i feel what's that get out of my kitchen
0: i agreed get out of my kitchen just make me a song but make sure the person's paid that's, that's right. what i believe too so roc king in the usa john cougar melancamp rock school bottom of the hour here on rock school we'll continue to talk about this thing that was released from the copyright office back in february and how they're going to try and work with digital and what i believe is simply the idea of proliferation that's what it is it used to be a record a cd a what have you now i have a single here i've turned it into an mp3 yeah hey all five thousand of you would you like it Click, there it is. And I think that's what they're trying to we deal with. We are
1: so up in everybody else's business. Aren't we though? We this are. concept
0: of transparency? Mark my word. Watch that.
1: You go onto the internet and what do you look up? Net worth of
0: whomever put in their name and right. there it is. Watch watch it. Mark my words. When they say, Oh, it's all transparent, somebody is going to say, We need to know what the transparency is.
1: Who do you think it's gonna be? Why
0: do you need to know what, what I don't know. Pick a pick an artist, Taylor Swift. Why do you need to know what Taylor Swift makes? Okay what what does it mean to your existence? Look,
1: the numbers are so big with Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, I can't even I can't even think about it. But it's why? Huge. Do you,
0: but why do you need to know what her deal is? I don't need to know the deal. Somebody will fight Play that. Play be a hit. You I don't will, need to know the deal. And you will find a lawyer that will take it, and that lawyer will find a jury to hear it guarantee you. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates. September 14th all the way through September 20th. I believe you have Monday. Go!
1: September 14th, 1987. American Bandstand becomes the longest running entertainment show in US TV history.
0: September 15th. That's an epochal date in the world. Uh-huh. What what's the date? What's I don't the date? Know. Somebody's it's birthday. My birthday. 1970. U.S. Vice President Spiro Agnew says the youth of America are being, quote, brainwashed into a drug culture Uh-oh. by rock, music, movies, books, and underground newspapers.
1: Yep. September 16th, 1964, the Rock and Roll Show. Shindig debuts on ABC TV.
0: September 17, 1964, on what was supposed to be their day off, the Beatles were paid then a record $150,000 for a concert in Kansas.
1: September 18, 1976, Play That Funky Music by Wild Cherry topped the Billboard Pop Chart. It was the first of five chart singles for the Ohio band who took their name from a box of cough drops. The pride, (laughs) slow down, of Steubenville, Ohio. You know who lives in Steubenville?
0: Your friend Babs.
1: Babs, oh, Babs, yeah. That's right. Babs DeFebo.
0: Babs DeFebo. September 19th, 1973, 26-year-old Graham Parsons, formerly of the Birds and the Flying Burrito Brothers, died under mysterious conditions. There was nothing mysterious about it. He OD'd in Joshua Tree, California. Finally, September 20th, 1969, Associated TV spends a million pounds to gain control of the Beatles' music public. Publishing company northern songs here's one more thing that the copyright white paper that was released back in february of this year is attempting to do establish a blanket license for digital uses now do you know what a blanket license is
1: covers everything i would assume
0: exactly that when you're working at a radio station you can either once a month report to ascap or bmi Whatever songs you're playing, and then those two music publishing companies, whichever one you report to, will figure up how much royalty you owe. Or you can say to them, okay, this is what we've played over the last X number of months. Right. They will come up with a blanket fee. Just pay us this much every month. And bingo, We'll just cover it. Now, you have to keep telling them what you play, mm-hmm. but they'll figure it out from that. It's called a blanket fee. The The uh, college that this radio station uh, emanates from right. pays a blanket fee. So they can play not only from the radio station, but at the baseball games and the football right, games. When they bring in the new... Right, when they bring the in, the, inches, new, right, they bring in the new freshmen and all that kind of... It's a blanket fee. Mm-hmm. Most places go with that. The FCC actually the copyright government people, I'm sure it's with the FCC, wants to create a blanket license for digital uses. Okay, so what? Well, here's the thing. Digital use also means sampling. Okay, so I'm a a, a rap artist or I am a DJ Uh or I am a person who wants to use these samples to do a mashup or a mixtape or something like that. I pay this blanket fee. Mm-hmm. How many samples do I get?
1: You get them all.
0: That's the question. Does a blanket fee get you unlimited samples, unlimited mashup? I think so. Over the course of a month, I get 100,000.
1: Go for it. And
0: you get 15?
1: I get as many as I need. Boy,
0: it's a nice idea, but I see so many problems with it. Because if I do 100,000 and you do 12, how does the money break down? Because it's a blanket fee; it's a set amount.
1: I have no. You know what? I could pull off a hundred thousand if I wanted to. I choose to pull just pull off twelve. Okay. <laughs> it's
0: a problem. It's Joan Jet. I love rock and roll. So do I. Is she going to get paid? That's the question. Here in rock school. I saw him dancing there by the record
1: machine. I knew he must have been about seventeen.
0: Okay, coming into the second break here on Rock School... This one will take a little bit of explanation.
1: And the others didn't? (laughs) No,
0: but this one will take a little bit of explanation, okay? This is, again, from the U.S. Copyright Office's 245-page report. What they're trying to do is, again, make copyright come into the 21st, 22nd century. I'm going to read it to you. They want to bring copyright, the physical copyright. Those of you who write songs, please tell me you know you need to copyright these songs. Immediately. There are two levels of copyright. There is the concept of copywriting the song, mm-hmm. the, the, the concept of the, the words, the chordal structure, the idea if it has a guitar, a bass, a piano, a what have you. And then there's the idea of recording the copyright of... Of the physical sound of the song there's two levels of it now if your song gets picked up by a publishing house did you know that you more than likely have to sell that copyright oh yeah yeah you do i wrote a book before i, I used to i used to make websites for a living when I had a book under my wing. It was a very nice book, sold a whole lot of copies. When the website that I had got sold to a company in New York, they bought my copyright Mm -hmm. and they took the copyright. Thus, the book was theirs. And if you remember when we went to New York, they they brought us in on a limousine and all of that. It was very nice. I think they did it sort of to wow us and all of that. But if you remember when the owner of the company walked out of the room and we were there with the lawyer, oh yes, do you remember what he said to us? When we have your copyright, please understand this stuff is ours. That's right. And I remember distinctly him saying... It's ours to the point where we can walk right out onto Fifth Avenue, Mm -hmm. we can put it in the middle of the street, and we can burn it.
1: Yeah, you felt a little oogly right then, didn't you? (laughs) A little bit. I mean, I
0: understood what he was saying Mm -hmm. to the point, you know, this isn't, I get it, it's yours. It's your baby. You wrote it. You did all of that. You built it. But when we hand you this big Bob Barker check, and it goes thud into your bank account, and you sign the paperwork, and it's ours, and we own it.
1: Nothing can, you can do, huh? Right,
0: it's ours. Yeah. We as he said, we can take it out into the street and burn it if we want. Now they didn't, obviously. They needed to make money with it, but the lawyer was a hundred percent correct. There was nothing stopping them no. from, you know, just throwing it up in the air and saying, okay, thank you. We have it. And Bye-bye.
1: that and that happens. Oh, yeah.
0: For companies that have a uh, let's say patent. Mm-hmm. We have a patent that's good, but your patent happens to be better. We're going to buy your patent and either use your patent or hide
1: exactly. your
0: patent. Exactly. Because we want to use our patent. Right. And once we give you the money, tough kiddo, that's oh, all there is yes. to it. Now, don't get me wrong. You and I did fairly well. We didn't We didn't lose any money. In fact, we made a little bit of money. But it went away. We're going to continue with that idea, and I'll tell you what copyright in terms of songs are all about. And how that works, and how the uh, the Copyright Gov wants to do that. Hello, K R, uh, pardon me, K S R Q, Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Thanks for running the radio show.
1: W B S D in Burlington, Wisconsin.
0: Take it out in the middle of the street, Wisconsin. and Burn it. No. As I sat there drinking my carrot juice, remember they gave us carrot juice. I know. Who drinks carrot juice? But I
1: also had pods to sleep in. Remember that? I
0: know that was weird. Oh. Back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, let me tell you what the Copyright Office is suggesting. They want to put the copyright attached to a song's composition, the one owned by the publisher and the one owned by the songwriter, on the same level as the sound recording, the one owned by the record label or artist. Okay. I.e., they want to make all copyrights equal. Here's the thing. When you copyright your music, Uh you have two to deal with. You have form P-A, that stands for Performing Arts. So you write a song. You write a song called, I don't know, Fresca. Right. You're drinking a Fresca. Right, right. You write a song called Fresca. What you do, and you by the way, you can't copyright a title. Mm-hmm. You, so if you, if you want to write a song called Fresca, you can write a song called Fresca. Use the form P-A to copyright the lyrics, the hard side of it, i.e. the sheet music, this is what it looks like, great. Once you've recorded it, Then you need to do what's known as form SR. That's the sound recording. This is to be used after the song is created and you copyright what the song sounds like. Right. Some say form SR does both of them. No. Don't do that. Uh Uh-oh. Don't do that. Do both of them.
1: At the same time?
0: Well, no. Do one first, Okay. then do the second one. That's Joe's opinion.
1: Dang, I'm confused already.
0: Right. Oh, it's it's not easy. And I think what they're trying to do with the Copyright Office is fix that. That's what I think they're trying to do. Will they do it? I don't know. We'll find out whether it happens or not. Let's pick a song. Let's play it.
1: Really? Rock and roll
0: music. How about that? Chuck Berry. You like Chuck Berry.
1: Love me some Chuck Berry.
0: And so you will. It sounds like this on Rock School.
1: Just let me hear some of that rock and roll music. Any old way you choose it. It's got a backbeat, you can't lose it. Any old time you use it. It's got to be rock and roll music. If you want. It's got to be rock and roll music. If you want to dance with me. If you want to dance with
0: me. Okay, last break here on Rock Schools. We come out of Chuck Berry. Now, you had a question for me off air. I wanted you to ask it on air. Go ahead.
1: Well, I have no idea when somebody actually gets paid or gets money.
0: Yeah, good what question. Does that come in? Good question. See, it's all digital. So, there's Is My a...
1: money digital also? Yes. Oh.
0: Yes. When's the last time you pulled out a greenback?
1: I have no idea.
0: I'm I'm dead serious well, I have about no money. that. Answer, you have a debit card. Uh, seriously, I ask you that question. When is the last time you pulled out a $5, 10 $20 bill? I
1: feel like the brokest woman in the U.S.
0: I, when I pay because with a, of you. When I pay with... <laughs> You're an
1: expensive thing to keep up.
0: I am. I'm a kept man.
1: Anyway, go ahead, love.
0: When you pay with a debit card, let me ask you this question. Mm. When it says, do you want money back? Do you immediately, and this is research has shown this, do you immediately say no because the money that goes into your pocket from that cash back, you know for a fact you will spend immediately.
1: I always say no. Right.
0: Because a lot of people do that. A lot of people say no. They pay with debit cards because they know the debit card isn't a credit item they know that it's not something that will incur interest they Mm -hmm. know it's coming out of their account but when the debit card says the little thing whatever you call that what have you says do you want 10 20 30 50 dollars back when it says that a lot of people say no and the psychological belief system is that if i have it in my hands i will spend it so the psychological concept is if I don't have it, I am saving, saving money. money. It's the truth.
1: Right. Well, that's how truth. I feel.
0: So you ask the question, when is somebody going to get going to get paid? Yeah. I don't know. Money is digital anymore. The concept of using a 5 or a 10 or a 20, a, a piece of greenback, right. the we- audience as well, ask yourself, when's the last time you paid something with money?
1: When is someone going to get uh, digits uh, showing up in their checking account? From it's a good a question.
0: It's a good question. Have you noticed everything that we've talked about here? Does not have anything to, except maybe the transparency has nothing to do with getting paid. Wow, how about that? It has to do with what's well, not, it's the copyright office, it has to do with ownership. Yeah. Copyright is ownership. The last point that I'm going to talk to you about has to do with the primary concern of stakeholders, those who are concerned about what who owns what piece of music. Mm-hmm. Okay, under current regulation. Publishers, songwriters, and such are required to have all rights monitored under the performance rights organizations. Those are what's known as the pros, performance rights organizations. Okay. That's BMI, that's ASCAP, Mm -hmm. that's the publishers. And BMI and ASCAP, they go ahead and do all of the negotiation for you how much money you're going to make from Pandora, how much money you're going to make from what have you.
1: Right, right.
0: What this white paper is suggesting is that you, the artist, you, the songwriter, will have permission to say to the, you know, the pros, I don't want you to do that. I am going to retain enough control over my music that I will say to Pandora, I will say to Uh-oh. what have you, I don't want you to play my music until we, you and me, negotiate a better deal.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: It is nice, except for the fact that more than likely, there's so much music out there. That the uh, the the internet radio stations will probably just say go pound sand.
1: Uh, does this does this have anything to do with uh, the little thing that Taylor Swift tried to pull off a, a few months ago? I
0: don't think so. That's all having to do with um, that's all having to do with her uh, record company, Big Machine Records. Gotcha. But the problem with an ultimatum, i.e., let's say my music, I put it out there. And uh, Pandora, you know, I say to Pandora, I'm not going to let you put it on there unless you pay me X percentage more. And Pandora, that's a problem with an ultimatum. Pandora could very well say, no, go jump in a lake, Burns.
1: Lots of music out there. That's
0: right. That's a lot of music. And do you really think there's going to be an uprising? Do you really think there's going to be pitchforks and burning stakes if they can't get Joe Burns's music? Mm. Maybe the Stones, maybe the Who. Maybe Stevie Ray Vaughan. Maybe.
1: Maybe not.
0: Maybe not. Because it's already on their iPods. Yep. It's already on their phones. It's already on a CD. Blarbity blar. That's the problem. All of this stuff has a big, thick back end to it. But at least the copyright you know, people are attempting to fix it. So there you go. You know, I, every so often Rock School offers something to you that isn't just a list of the greatest guitar riffs ever. And this was one of them. Did it make sense at least?
1: Well, if you don't, you know, if they didn't have to fix it, if they had stayed up with it and, you know, evolved with how music and everything else, technology has evolved then they wouldn't be in the, you know, fixing it. But, you know, it's the government. So right. now they're, you know, backtracking uh, retrograde trying to fix something.
0: Right. They are the tortoise trying to catch up with the hare. Yeah. Not a question. That'll do it. I'm Joe Burns. You are?
1: I am the angry Tammy Burns. <laughs>
0: That's right. Me. Speaking me. Uh, uh, speaking of the Rolling Stones, we'll finish on them. It's only rock and roll, but I like it. Classes dismissed.